make more money, which basically to me, it's not something that's like capitalistic, but it's make more money so you can live the life that you actually want to live. This is the Girl Behind the Hustle podcast, and I'm your host, Lucretia Thomas. On this podcast, we encourage, celebrate, and share stories from female founders that push you to stop playing it safe, build that business, and keep going. So if you're ready, let's hear the truth from the women behind the hustle. Hey, friends! Happy 2021. Happy New Year. This is Lucretia and I'm so excited for the new year. I don't know about you, but 2020 might have kicked my ass a little bit. So I'm excited for the new year. This year, my words for the year that I've been seeing repeatedly are abundance, ease, preparation, and position. And you know when you set those words for the year and you continue to see them just as affirmation and confirmation that you're on the right track. So I'm excited for the new year. I'm excited for all things to come. And I'm excited for you guys to grow this year as well. So a couple of housekeeping things before we get into the episode today. We've selected the book for this month's book club. It's Untamed by Glennon Doyle. A lot of people have read this book already or have were just in the moment of picking the book up. It's amazing. I started reading it last week and let me tell you, highlights, post-its, all of the above, okay? What Glennon Doyle does in this book is give us permission to unleash ourselves and to become the untamed version of ourselves, the version that we were before society kind of put the norms and expectations on us. And so in this book, what she's doing is giving us permission to be all of who we wanted to be before we started trying to conform ourselves to expectations. So pick the book up. If you're not already on our book club list, you can sign up on the website at Girl Behind the Hustle forward slash book club. You can also search for the Facebook group on Facebook and sign up so you can get all the updates. The final discussion will take place in February, so we'll be sharing those details soon. So today on the podcast, I am chatting with Suzanne Vinnick. She has captivated audiences around the globe and has been recognized as one of the most influential women in classical music as an opera artist, community engagement leader, photographer, and now successful clothing designer. Suzanne's love of fashion and her desire to create her dream job on her own terms inspired the launch of By Vinnick. Some of the biggest names in classical music and TV across the globe have worn her pieces, including Jennifer Rowley, Janai Bridges, Renee Lawless, and Lin-Manuel Miranda. Suzanne is also the creator and host of Diva Who Hustles on the Dallas Opera Network, which is a web series where she shares conversations with other dreamers and doers about the personal journeys behind their business ventures. Listen as we chat about how Suzanne has been able to turn all of her passions into an extraordinary career. Hi, Suzanne. How are you? Welcome to the Girl Behind the Hustle show. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. All right, so tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and what's your hustle. So I am Suzanne Vinnick. I am an opera singer turned fashion designer with my own ethical clothing label called By Vinnick. 
before launching my line, I also did commercial photography and styling. So I'm a bit of a, a diva who hustles. But right now, my main focus is my ethically manufactured clothing line by Vinick. Okay. And you started with opera. You started singing at the age of eight, I read. Where did your love of opera come from? I mean, at eight years old, that's just like amazing to me that you started at such a young age. Well, when I was, when I turned eight years old, um, I was already in voice and piano lessons. And I mean, my dad was a really big classical music lover, but opera wasn't really his thing until I started singing. Um, But I had this fantastic piano and voice teacher who gave me a VHS of La Boheme. Uh, from the Metropolitan Opera with Renato Scotto, who went on to become one of my greatest mentors in my career, who starred as Musetta, the hilarious uh, secondary soprano in the in the show, who comes in on this horse-drawn carriage and is wearing this crazy red ball gown and just makes everybody on stage and in the audience crack up because she was so hilarious. So I think that little segue from that VHS made me fall so madly in love with opera. I learned the aria from the from the second act. And the next week when I had my piano lesson, I said to my teacher, I was like, oh, I learned the song from the from the tape that you gave me (laughs) for her. And she was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe you did that. Oh, my gosh. So how old were you when you went to go study in Rome? I was about, I think I was 21. I think it was my 21st birthday when I was there. But I lived in Rome for a year and I studied with Renato Scotto and so many of the incredible rising stars or some of them actually are opera stars right now. So it's, it was, it was a really incredible experience to study with the woman who made me fall in love with opera. Right. That's just so amazing just to have that. Thinking back on that experience. Did you foresee your growth um, being what it is now? Did you kind of picture where you would be right now with opera? Well, I'm not really singing as much anymore because Mm -hmm. I've really turned my focus to my clothing line. And if you told me I would be a fashion designer even two years ago, I'd be like, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm amazed about just how long you've been able to kind of be in the industry and just pivot and create these other opportunities not for yourself just for yourself but for other women too Mm -hmm. um and so with launching the clothing line did that start when you um began to create your like the facebook community group that you created did it start there and kind of grow into what you have now well i started my facebook community which has almost twelve thousand uh divas in opera i think it's about seven or eight years ago now And there I used to sell my concert gowns that I'd wear on stage and then slowly started dabbling and sourcing vintage and, of course, selling pieces from my closet as I'm a really big uh, circular fashion proponent. And last year I, I met this incredible designer while I was at Sourcing Vintage who saw my outfit and he complimented me. And I went and saw some of his pieces and we just got to talking and became friends. And then a few months later, I I ran into him again and he invited me to a studio and we just started collaborating. And then eventually he was like, you should do your own line. You're really good at this. And it just kind of formed out of that. 
And I had the built-in audience already from my Facebook community. So it was just kind of a natural thing that, that occurred. I know. It's like you start something that's so small and then it just grows into, you know, this large community with 12,000 and then it even turns into you launching your own line. So it's just amazing how it kind of just went naturally into that. Um, what did you have to learn when you created by Vinic? Because, you know, that wasn't where you started and what experience that you already had that you're able to bring into launching this? Well, because I had sourced so many vintage pieces, I had a really good idea of what I wanted to do because there were so many vintage pieces that came along that were like a size double zero. And I'm a curvy lady and I'd always be like, man, I wish this was my size or I wish I could find something that existed like this. So I had a large catalog of pieces that had come through my inventory and I took really detailed measurements about every piece that, that ever came through. So when I started thinking about my line, I started thinking about different silhouettes that I really liked, different elements from different pieces that had come across you know, my rack that I had sold. And with this other designer, he really, he really taught me so much about how to select fabrics, um, about grading for the different sizes and about what works and what maybe needs some tweaking. I mean, there's been pieces that I've wanted to create that when I see them and when I've fully realized them with a pattern and we've gone into manufacturing, they just, they don't work. So it's, the whole thing has just been an incredible learning experience, but having that experience of already having a vintage business and styling uh, for editorials and doing photography for, you know, years before all of this, it, it gave me that experience that I just needed, you know, a mentor to, to kind of step in and, and teach me the nitty gritty of actually designing. What hiccups have you run into with designing and growing this business? The pandemic? Yeah. <laughs> that's been, that's been the craziest because back in February, I had created this entire fantastic lookbook and I was planning on doing some different fashion shows in New York. One of them was going to be during fashion week. Um, and I just had so many things that I was working on and that I was just about ready to launch. And then the pandemic struck and it was just like, okay, I have to do something else now. Um, I quickly started shifting into making masks because my mom is a nurse and her hospital didn't have enough PPE. So we basically overhauled our manufacturing and started making masks. And then from there, uh, I just, I don't know, I just got really depressed. And so I started making these very over the top fashion masks. And then after I was doing that for, you know, a month and a half, I was really just feeling kind of lost. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to create an unwearable in 2020 collection. And I'm going to push myself creatively so far out of my, out of my box that I'm going to just do something different. And it's been really well received. And, and people, they, they tell me all the time that when they see my photos and they see my pieces, it gives them hope for the future. So that's been, that's been kind of the, the lesson these past six months. But I mean, with everything with the post office and with uh, 
just everything that's going on, it's just been, it's been really challenging and shortages with elastic. So having to rip apart pieces from my collection that I already had, it's just been, it's been quite a learning experience. Yeah, I can only imagine, especially with just how you said, you know, you had to make so many different shifts and pivots there. And so when dealing with your mindset and the things that occur and how you make these plans and the plans just don't work out, you know, it just doesn't happen the way that you expect it to happen. How do you kind of deal with those things when your mindset, you know, gets into like a depressed state as it relates to your business? Like, how do you kind of grow through those things and how do you manage that? I try to think of every single day as a blank slate. What I did yesterday is not what I'm going to do today. And it's probably not what I'm going to do tomorrow. And so much of that I learned from being a classical musician, because, you know, you could have a great day and then the next day you could be sick, but you have to go and you still have to perform. So I think having that mindset, being a performer, I was a little bit more adept to being able to, to pivot quickly and to just do what I needed to do to survive. Because, I mean, I also have my seamstress, I have uh, my production manager, a virtual assistant. I have other people who, who depend on me and they depend on my business so they can, you know, pay their bills as well. So it's just like, it's really thinking about the people behind my business as well that really forced me to, to not stay depressed and to just keep moving and to keep creating and to keep innovating and doing new things. What do you picture for the future for your company? I mean, it's hard to say, but I mean, I, I really picture growing my brand uh, more globally. I've sold pieces on every continent uh, except Antarctica, but I'm, I'm really hoping to, to grow my audience beyond opera and to really reach women who love getting dressed and who really are inspired by the things that I'm creating and to use social media to connect in different ways with, with different audiences, because so much about creating clothes is about creating, it's about creating friendships and it's about creating relationships with people all over the world. Celebrating your wins. So the things that you've gotten where you've been able to sell, you know, all over the globe, how do you celebrate those types of wins? Because that's a really big deal just to be able to have your brand spread out all over the globe. How do you celebrate that type of win? I mean, every time a sale comes through, I get a notification on my phone. And it's really embarrassing that sometimes I do like these crazy dances. And I'll just like, <laughs> like scream and sing. It's like, you know, it's like I everything, every, every single sale still means something to me. And it's the little victories and it's the, the everyday meeting my goals that I set for myself. That's the victory. Like, I don't, I don't think I need to, to, you know, throw a party for myself because every single day is, is a celebration when, when people connect with the art that I'm creating. And what advice or strategy would you give someone who, knowing what you know now and what you've gone through with growing this company if they were looking I would to tell open them up you a similar to, business, you have to show up every single day for your business. There's not a day where you can just coast because you have a website doesn't mean you have a business. You have to spend the time engaging with others. And so much about my business is being on social media and it's really connecting in a personal way with each and every one of my clients. So 
I would tell an aspiring entrepreneur and it doesn't even need to be fashion. I would tell them to show up every single day and to really create a community because the community is as important or even more important than the product that you're creating and do it in a way that is ethical, sustainable, that, that serves others and allows you to live a life that, that you can be really, really proud of and you can contribute to, to things that you're passionate about. So I guess that would be my biggest advice is to show up every single day and to just never get discouraged and, and view each day as a new opportunity. What's next? What do you have coming up? That I've been working on. Um, there's a lot of new pieces that I've introduced in different styles. I've done these really elaborate opera coats. I've done more evening wear pieces that I never really touched before. Um, but that's, that's sort of what I'm working on. And then I also have some, some irons in the fire right now for some, for some TV opportunities that I'm really, really excited about. And I have my fingers crossed that the performing arts will open up once again, because this whole being a digital ghost of itself, it's really hard because so many of my clients are performers and they do wear my pieces when they, when they get out on stage or after performances or for rehearsals. So that's, that's what I'm, I'm really looking forward to is when everything opens up again and the, the pandemic is over and we can, we can celebrate the work that I've done that that's just kind of on hold. <laughs> so this part of our show is called the real deal behind the hustle, where we take a deeper look at who the woman is behind the hustle. What is a quote, a quote, verse, or mantra that keeps you encouraged? I don't even know where this one came from, but um, I say my three M's every day and they are make more money, which basically to me, it's not something that's like capitalistic, but it's make more money so you can live the life that you actually want to live and contribute to the things that you want to contribute to. So being an opera singer, I, I thought for a second that I wanted to go into administration at an opera company. And I was in this program and during one of our sessions with this incredible um, woman, who's very, very high up at American airlines, who's on the board, she said, what do you want? What do you envision for your life? And I was like, I want to make a difference in opera. And for me, I think I need to make more money to do that. And so that was one of the things that I wrote on this post-it was make more money. So that way I can be on the board of an opera company one day and my contributions can actually do something to create change. And what is a tool or app that helps you manage your life or work that you couldn't live without? Well, I'm kind of a chaos monster. So I would say, I would say text messages. I know that's not like a scheduling app or it's, it's not, you know, probably what you're expecting to hear, but I like will send text messages to myself and then check them every day and make sure that like, I've actually done what I needed to do. And I also use my infinite agenda, which is a really great um, journal like planner that has different prompts that are really inspirational that kind of keeps me on track. And what book should every girl behind the hustle read? Ooh, that's a hard one. I'm not, I'm not sure. 
I would say, I, I, don't, I don't know on that one. But I, I do love Beverly Sills. She's an opera singer. She wrote three memoirs and one of them was called Bubbles. And in it, she just says the most shady things about her, <laughs> her colleagues. And for me, there was, this, there was this passage in the book where she was going to do an audition at New York City Opera and she had been turned down before there and she showed up and she wore like some crazy fur hat. And for me, that always inspired me for whatever reason. And so anytime I didn't think I could do something, I would, I would go back and I'd read that chapter from her, from her shady memoir about going to this audition and then being offered a role and then eventually running the company that had turned her down before. Oh, wow. That's amazing. What is your go-to song to listen to, to kick off your day? My go-to song... I, I, I don't actually, being an opera singer, I don't actually listen to a lot of music, but when I'm in like a crummy mood, I will turn on Sempre Libra or from La Traviata or Anon Junge from La Sonambula. And those are like my like pep up pieces because they're just so energetic and there's just so much, there's so many fast, high, crazy notes in them that like, it just gets my, my energy pumping and, I'm, and I feel like I can do anything. And what does self-care look like for you? Self-care for me is turning off my phone and turning off my computer, putting it in another room and just being present with whether it's my boyfriend or my dog or the people that I'm actually with in real life and just not caring about anything else that's going on. And fill in the blank. My name is, and one truth about the hustle is, my name is Suzanne, and the one truth behind the hustle is you have to do everything every single day. There are, there are no days off. Well, thank you so much, Suzanne, for sharing your story with us today. Well, let our listeners know how they can stay in contact with you and connect with you. Uh, I'm really active on social media. One place you can reach me is through my Instagram handle, byvinick. Send me a DM let's have a conversation. I'd love to connect with you there. And you can also find me on my website at www.buyvinick.com where you can shop my entire collection. Awesome. Thank you so much for chatting with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for listening to the episode today. I hope you enjoyed it. If there's something that gave you one of those aha moments or something you really connected with, be sure to share it on social media and tag us. We'll share it on our page or shoot us a DM or an email at Girl Behind the Hustle. And email is heygirl at Girl Behind the Hustle. Until next week, when we meet again, hustle and grace.